The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. Hi, I am your host, Michelle Best. I am a Coloplast Clinical Consultant for Ostomy Care in North America. My background is as a registered nurse and a certified wound ostomy incontinence nurse. Today's podcast guest is Linda Coulter. She has been a certified wound ostomy incontinence nurse since 2010 and currently cares for patients at University Hospital's Ahuja Medical Center in Beechwood, Ohio. Linda has served as both treasurer and historian for the Mideast region of the Wound Ostomy Incontinence Nurses Society and has presented on ostomy care in the United States and abroad. She is a clinical preceptor for the Rupert B. Turnbull School of WOC Nursing and is a regular contributor to the Phoenix Magazine, the official publication of the United Ostomy Associations of America. Linda also serves on the organization's board of directors and its medical advisory board. Linda, thanks so much for being with us today. It's great to be here, Michelle. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk a little bit today about your Stoma Champions program that you developed at Ahuja Medical Center. Can you tell us what prompted you to develop this hospital-based program? This is a program I really love. I was prompted to build the program because colorectal surgery is a newer specialty to this facility. So stoma care wasn't a common skill when I started working at the facility. They did do some some stoma care, but not as much as they were going to be with colorectal surgery being there. And as I think with many facilities, just general knowledge about stomas was lacking. So I thought this was a good way to really up the game for our medical facility. And when was it that you started this program? This was started in the fall of 2019. So it's been a couple of years you've been working at it, but what were some of the steps that you went through for program development? So when I looked at the program, uh, what I might need for the program, I started thinking about what were the things that would be necessary for a colorectal surgery nurse to know in terms of what stomas were, what stoma care involved, things that they would generally need to know in order to be able to give their patients reassurance and comfort and confidence in having a new life with a stoma. So that's some of the things you considered. Who were the stakeholders that you identified that you would need to talk with or be aligned with for this program? One of the biggest stakeholders was the manager of the floor that was the surgical floor that was going to be working with the majority of the the patients that were having colorectal surgery. So it was something that she really needed to support. And she really did see it as a, a need for her nurses. And she was very supportive of, of the program being developed. And then also, I worked a lot with the educator, the educational staff, the nurse educators, so that they could, they kind of knew the ins and outs of doing things like getting CEs and 
doing some of the things on computers and things like that so that uh, this program could be even more valuable to the nurses that were, were taking it on. And then also the colorectal surgeon was also a big stakeholder because it was something she really wanted um, for her patients was to be going to a floor where the nurses knew knew more about colorectal surgery than your typical floor nurse. So that really had some um, more in-depth knowledge. Sounds like the staff nurses on the floor are stakeholders as well. Are there conditions for participation for this program or how are they selected? Absolutely. They need to be interested in participating in the program and see value in it. Otherwise, they won't won't care much about it. So they are selected by a, a few different ways. For some of them, the, the manager of the floor will recommend that they become a stoma champion. Some are self-selected, so they just generally show interest. I do want to have the nurses at least have some experience. So, you know, not somebody brand new to the floor, uh, brand new out of school, just because there's so much to learn when you first come to a facility and, and first become a nurse that they're not quite, you know, they may be enthusiastic, but it can be just overwhelming to have something additional. Also, some of the people are like, we have the assistant nurse manager is one of the stoma champions. The people who are the off-shift coordinators have done the program and they are, are key because they're leaders and they're the people that when I'm not there, because I kind of have a eight to five job, that they are going to be there in those off hours and really be able to support the patients and the nurses. And the nurses will look to them to, to be learning things too. I think it's really important that your leadership is part of the program. It shows the staff the value that that program has and why it's important in the facility. What types of training do these nurses go through? So there's a few different, I've tried to make the program like, I guess the term might be multimodal, so that it's not just sitting there talking to me. So there is a a preliminary orientation program. That's a, a PowerPoint that I will go through with the nurses um, that kind of talks about some of the basics, like what are ostomies, what are the major different types, um, some basics about pouching and that kind of thing. The orientation also takes them through what they're going to need to do to complete the program and get pinned a stoma champion to earn the pin. There's a couple of videos that they'll watch. I don't know if people are familiar with the the Emmy programs, but I think a lot of different uh, hospitals might have video programs that they send to their patients that might be, say, having a colonoscopy. So it kind of tells you the basic information about that. So there are some of those that are made for uh, stoma care and for living with a stoma. So I have them watch one of those videos. It's about a 20-minute video. There's also another one about uh, living with a, an ostomy that the United Ostomy Associations have. That's a new thing I added to the program recently. There are some handouts that they'll review. And then I do a lot of uh, in-person experiences. First, they might learn how to do pouching on a, on a stoma model, and then I'll have them come work with me with a, with a patient and see me do a lesson, and then they'll be able to do the hands-on care too. So it's more in-detailed teaching than they might do if they just say somebody comes in at night and the 
they have a stoma in the pouch leaks and they're trying to figure it out. So they have some more hands-on care. So Linda, when you were, after they go through this training, you mentioned being pinned. How are they recognized on the floor so other staff know that they're the people to go to? After they finish the program, they do get a certificate. And for our first uh, graduation, they got a certificate and the, the actually the CNO, the nurse and the nurse educators came and the nurse manager came. And then they also get, as nurses do, they there's a pinning ceremony and I have stoma shaped pins that they can put on their name badges. So that signifies them as being a stoma champion. So other nurses can know the patients when they're taking care of the patients, the patients will say, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> and know that they have that additional training or can know that they have the additional training. I love that. I love that recognition. It puts it right out there. So there's no secrets, right? Right. So after they've completed the program, what does their role look like on the floor? So they're still um, working as nurses. They don't necessarily get a special assignment and only they're the ones that are taking care of patients that have new stomas or anything. But they are the ones that kind of resource nurses. So say it's an evening or a nighttime uh, and a patient has a stoma, they would be the ones that the floor nurse would call and say, hey, I need help with this. The floor nurse would know, oh, you know, the assistant nurse manager tonight or the ship coordinator or this other nurse has uh, some extra training and I should talk to them about what I need to do for this person who has a stoma. So they they have that. And then I also will work with them, letting them know about upcoming education that might happen and things like that. Or if there's something new that they hadn't seen yet, I might pull them in and let them know. One of the things is uh, ERAS. I make sure the stoma champions get that information so that they know what is new with ERAS. ERAS being enhanced recovery after surgery. So that is, um, you know, I kind of try to keep them up to date on it. So they're staying in the know. That's great. It's a good way to be able to update their information and their education. From a organizational standpoint, how is this program maintained at your facility? Initially, we, we did it. And I say we, like I developed it as a PowerPoint and then the multimodal approach. And now we've, with the nurse educators and the people who do the online education for our system, it has moved to being on a online platform or a, you know, intranet platform so that nurses can get on there and um, they'll get assigned to do different parts. And that's where they will kind of have things checked off and it kind of keeps track of how, where they are in the program. And then when they get through a certain point in the program, then they can get assigned to do a, a final exam, basically. It'll be a, about, uh, now it's a 15-question exam, and then they, they pass that up with a 100%, and then they get um, their certificate and their, and their PIN. I, I just love this, this program. I think you've developed something that's really necessary in a lot of facilities around our country for sure, and probably in other places around the world. When other folks are looking at something, creating something similar, what would you recommend for those individuals? So really take take a look at what's the need. Like, 
not only what's going to be you personally think that people need, but what is it that you have learned from the nurses that they know and what they don't know? You know, sometimes we don't realize what we don't know. For instance, it could be something as simple as making sure that the pouch is clean after you empty it. So sometimes you need to start with some of the basics that people are like, oh yeah, I know how to empty a pouch. And then come to find out you don't. I know that the, like the first time that I had to learn that, to empty a pouch, um, I didn't know that you should empty it when it's no more than half full. So the person said, yeah, I think this needs to be emptied, the the patient. And I'm like, oh no, there's plenty of room. And well, <laughs> I didn't know. And so now I know, you know, so I kind of think of what does the nurse need to know or the caregiver need to know. Also looking at what is going to be helpful for the the patients and what kind of things is, is important for them. You know, getting back to the emptying the pouch, making sure people know that to clean the end off, because think of if it's not clean, well, that output's going to get on the person's skin. It's going to get on their clothing, their bedding. It might have an odor, but if you clean, those things shouldn't happen. Also, like listening to the nurses and other caregivers on the floor, for instance, one of the people who hadn't gone through the first program, she approached me and said, you know, I'm, I'm not sure the right things to say to, to people who get the new stomas. Like, I don't know really what they can do. So that's when I decided to add that video that the United Ostomy Associations of America had um, put together. That video is probably 10 years old, but it's still such a great video because it goes through just everyday people from, you know, they have children in the video, young adults to um, middle-aged and, and older adults, people of all walks of life. And it talks about how they live their lives with a stoma and how it's part of their life, but it's not their entire life how they've climbed the Appalachian Trail, how they've had become, you know, parents, that kind of thing. So that's why I added that to the program because a nurse said, I'm not sure what I should say. And I'm like, you know what? I need to add this to the Stoma Pin program. Yeah, that's a really awesome video. And I had not seen it before until you recommended it. So thank you for that. I'm glad you got on and, and watched it. It's, I really tried to stress to patients and family members that getting a stoma, you know, it might change your life and having the stoma, it's going to be part of your life. But I don't want you to think that it's your entire life. And I think that video really hits home that it's not your entire life. I would agree 100 percent. Linda, you've made comments about things that you've added, you know, a couple of things you've added over the last few years with the development of this program, what do you think helps your nurses be more proficient? I think it helps them to be more proficient if they're giving, given more of an opportunity to actually do the hands-on care. Um, and I have a couple of my champions. I'm just so proud of them. <laughs> um, for example, I had one person, she hadn't, she had gone through uh, half or three quarters of the program and then took maternity leave. She was in that first class and then went on maternity leave and um, hadn't been able to finish the program yet. And one time I came in, I had seen a patient at the end of the week, came in on Monday and saw the patient and the patient said, ah, oh, it leaked yesterday. 
And I said, oh, really? And they said, oh, yeah. Um, but the, the nurse changed it. And I looked and I was like, wow, that nurse did a great job. And I saw who the nurse was. And I was like, wow, I, you know, it wasn't somebody who had been through the program. And then just a little while later that afternoon, that nurse that had been through three quarters of the program said, oh, you know, he wasn't my patient, but a patient leaked yesterday and I took care of it. I said, was it in such and so room? He said, she said, yeah. I said, oh my gosh, you did just the perfect, perfect job. I said, everything was right. And she's like, she's like, really? Well, it was good. I said, you measured it right. It was the right size. You used the right equipment. You knew that the products that he needed were on his bedside counter and you use those you didn't get you know just the regular generic stuff you had the things that he needed and the seal was great it was on just perfect and just she was she was thrilled but I was thrilled I'm like and we've got to get you finished with the last bits so you can actually have your pen that was perfect and then one of the the off shift coordinator for nighttime had a, a one week I think it was two patients had really high output stomas. You know how when people initially have surgery, they might develop an ileus. And then as the ileus resolves, they have a whole bunch of output. So this basically happened to two people, two different nights, and the same person, one of the stoma champions, the original stoma champions, was uh, there at nighttime. And for both people, she got something that worked. She had to do a little bit more creativity, but she had done an enough hands-on that she's really developed a ability to kind of think on her feet and be able to not just do the basics of pouching but kind of go a little bit beyond so I was like I've got to do something special for her and I still have to do that <laughs> I still have to come up with that special thing because she was a true stoma hero that that week that's awesome I think I think those stories really speak to the success that you've achieved with your staff, I both for them and for yourself and especially for the patients, because, you know, let's be honest, that's really who this impacts is the patient. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. It all comes back to what are we going to do that's best for the patient? And, you know, if they get the right touch and the right first impression with the nurses that are working with them after the surgery, that can make all the difference. Are they going to go home and then get back to playing golf or, or going hiking or riding their bike? Or are they going to sit at home? And it can make all the difference. What Not what I do for the patient, but what their bedside nurse does. So that's the idea of the program is to really get more, more of the bedside nurses able to give that extra touch and confidence to their patients. And that's what they want to do. That's, what, that's why nurses become nurses. Linda, thank you so much for sharing all of this great information with us. It has been my pleasure to host you today. Um, and I just want to tell you how much we appreciate your time. Michelle, thanks so much. It's just been such a pleasure working with you. It's just great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us/professional.